Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to R.E.D. It's relevant, entertaining, and dynamic. It's Michelle Barone-Laporte here. What's going on, Tyler? Oh, you know, I'm just living the dream today, Michelle. Absolutely. As always, we're so excited to be here with a very special guest. He's an incredible influencer. He's someone that knows all about TikTok marketing, all about marketing today. You have to hear what he does, who he knows, where he's been, and we're going to talk about all that. So we're excited. Stone Fredrickson. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stone. Yes. Hi, thank, thank you for you. having me. I'm, I'm excited for today. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Absolutely, Stone. Absolutely. So, you know, we have a ton of questions for you, but what, what I think the audience really wants to know is besides all of your tips, because we all look to your channel for tips. You know, how'd you get into this and tell us what you do and how you got into it? Yeah, of course. So I'll just, just kind of give you like a little two to five minute recap. Um, yes. Grew up, so I'm, I'm right now, I'm 18 years old, uh, full-time TikTok creator, not going to college, but um, I really got here because, so so growing up, I was just a normal teenage kid. Uh, grew grew up, played hockey six times a week. Just wow. really That was oh like my, my sport. Um, played uh, travel travel hockey at like the top, top level. And so we were, we were always competitive. We were always like top 10 in the nation, just really very cool. Really competitive. Um, That's and yeah. And then fast forward into like freshman year of high school. That was my last year, sophomore year. Um, I got, I, I had to really quit hockey cause injuries got three hernias and just really just had to, had to quit playing. And then uh, just so, so I started playing high school hockey, high school football, then COVID hit, had a lot of time on my hands. Didn't really know what I what I should do with my life. Yep, we all had a time. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was just I was just watching a bunch of like YouTube, watching a bunch of TikTok, um, and I was just constantly thinking, what What am I going to do with my life? You know, like mm-hmm. junior year, junior year. It's 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 junior year, and senior year is going to come, and then what? College? Okay, what am I going to study in college? Th- yep. Things like this. I was already thinking this, um, <clears throat> and I had no money. I had no job. Uh, I was living off my parents. Very fortunate that my parents, you know, uh, are, are are pretty wealthy and and you know give gave me you know I just at least like food money, gas money. Yeah. Right. Um. And 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 so, uh, since since COVID happened, my my dad had to stay in house and, and and really work here. I really got to to see how much he was putting in, how much how much work he was putting in, 
And then on the weekends, we would go out and golf because the golf courses here in Arizona were like the only thing that things that were open. Yeah, and, that's all you could do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was it was my dad, me and my brothers, and we would all go play like every weekend. And that was the best time that we had every week. Wow. And so I was like, OK, so that's what I know my dad likes doing. He doesn't I don't I know he doesn't like working. Why the heck is he working? Why am I not working? And why am I taking money from him, taking time away from him? Mm. And so I started thinking That's like this. Awesome. And, and I was just like, this is unbelievable. I was, you know, pissed off at myself and really was just like, okay, I need to figure out something. Yep. And so I started looking up like jobs. I started looking up how to make money. I started looking up real estate because I knew the wealthy people yep. uh, had mm. real estate. So I was just like, oh, just literally started by what is money, how to make money, like basic questions on the internet. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then I got big into real estate and realized that I needed money. So I got big into drop shipping because that was really big. A bunch of YouTubers and influencers mm -hmm. were like, Hey, here's how to make 10 K a month yep. drop shipping. And so I thought I can make that money and then go into real estate when I turn 18 and invest. It didn't really work out that way. Uh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> so I got into I got into e-commerce, did print on demand, and just to give you a time frame, this is around August, September of 2020. Okay. Um, and so I got big into like print on demand, Amazon FBA, all these things. None of them really worked. Had to quit doing those because I'd really had to focus on school because I didn't I wasn't making any money. I didn't yeah, know right. what to do. Yeah. And so I quit that around February of 2021. And then got big into money, like compound interest and investing, and realized that if I just invested two, $300 a, a, a month for 30 years straight, I could retire a millionaire. Yeah. 30 years, I'd be 48 and I'm retiring, you know, 27 years before the average retirement uh, or something like that, you know, or yeah, it would be 17, 16. I don't know. Yep. My math yep. is a little off. It's but, all but good. <laughs> earlier, uh, <laughs> earlier. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'll just get a you know minimum wage job and invest all of it, $800 a month and, and retire earlier than that. Yep. So that's what I did. Got a job at a nutritional shop. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why aren't other teenagers doing this? How can I, you know, show other teenagers to do this uh, without, you know, going to them and saying, hey, why don't you work a minimum wage job and invest it in the index funds? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so I was just like, oh, I can create content. So I started on YouTube around February of 2021, did that you know, three videos straight for about a month and a half, two mm -hmm. months. Then I realized that YouTube was not the platform. And then I what got made on TikTok. you realize that Stone? Yeah. So my brother's uh, buddy that was he was huge on TikTok. He had like 500k followers. He was like a stock trader, memer type tra uh, yep. type creator. Yep. Mm. And he he saw one of my videos and my YouTube videos. My YouTube videos were getting. 40 views maximum. Wow. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, this is amazing value. You're just on the wrong platform. Right. See that? Yeah. 14 Very videos. Cool. You have like 600 subscribers. Your most viewed video is 50 videos, 40 video uh, views. You need to get on TikTok. And so he gives me the kind of the rundown. And before I got into YouTube, I did a lot of research because I just had a shit ton of time on my hands. And I was creating content basically my entire life. I was creating gaming content. I was live streaming. Like it was like something you teammates. were always interested in. You just 100%. needed the, the channel and you needed kind of the content, the niche that you always yeah, talk about. And I, and I knew, you know, attention, social media and, and to the basic level. 
Um, and then I got really in the nitty gritty of like the algorithm and metrics and things like that when I invested in a YouTube course. Then going into TikTok, it was very similar. Um, but he gave me kind of the ins and outs. Got it. And so I then I batched like 10 videos. Uh, I really committed to making three videos a day for six months straight, no matter mm -hmm. what happened, no matter what people thought, no matter how many numbers I got, followers. I was expecting to get, you know, a <laughs> 5,000 followers maximum at the end of the six months. Yeah. And I was totally fine with that. I was really making it to impact the people at my school or the people that I was closest with mm. or just one person in Delaware or, That's or Massachusetts. So cool. like, like literally, I, I, I swear to the bottom of my heart, I was literally just like, I just want a kid to know that if they invest $200, $300 a month, that they could become financially free, you know, way earlier. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Or, or just even start to learn and, and develop these skills that school doesn't really teach you. Yep. And so uh, I started doing that and, and boom, right away, uh, blew up and uh, How grew long did that it take? first account to my second video really blew up. And um, a couple of reasons for that was because the, the hook was just amazing. It was it was just simple shit. I believe every teenager needs to hear and do right now. That'll change your life. Trust me. Number one, get off your ass, get off the video games and go out and do something. Number two, wake up early. Like it was very polarizing. Right. And that's yeah. why it, it blew up because a bunch of teenagers were like, dude, chill, go out and live your life. Blah, 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 blah. Those were the top comments. Really? And the reason why they were the top comments is because negativity speaks louder than positivity. That's yes, right. It does. That's right. You scroll down and you get the, I needed this dub video. This is amazing dude, that you're a realist, like that type of content. And then I started understanding how to go viral and all this, you know, kind of algorithm. And I learned a lot. I learned a ton. Grew that first account to about 50,000 followers in less than two months. Whoa, now we're around. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then um, around July of 2021, I was like, wow, the creator economy is so amazing. I'm meeting people that I've always imagined to meet with. I'm working with brands. I'm, you know, uh, making a good amount of money and can make more money once I turn 18. I was 17 at this time. Wow. And so, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and so I was like telling my coworkers at my nutritional shop because they all lifted, they were all, you know, gym rats. I was like, dude, just plop your phone up, videotape yourself, do a voiceover and trust me, this thing's, this thing's going to blow up. And it, and, and, and it did blow up at the time, but not like it is now. Right. Yeah. And they were all like, well, I don't know what to film. I don't know what to create content, blah, blah, blah. And I literally gave them the blueprint. Yeah. Um, and none of them did it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to create another account inspiring other people that want to take advantage of this opportunity. And if right. they don't know about the opportunity, that's another thing I'm going to harp on, just like I did with investing. Yeah. And so uh, that's when I started Coach Stone. And the Coach Stone, there was about, I would say... I, I, I took the same strategy. I, I, six months straight, three videos a day. So now I was creating six videos a day. Wow. Yep. Now, now no, most people don't realize this. I was doing all of this while working my minimum wage job five days a week with high school. Mm. Uh, or sorry, I, I just got into summer, but you know, like I was hanging out with, uh, still trying to maintain a social life. Right. I was still playing hockey. Uh, and so, and then I go into to senior year with high school uh, <clears throat> so you blew up that summer and you were like, man, I'm a different kid here. <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, it didn't, Don't be it didn't really feel differently, but I feel <laughs> like, uh, the, 
coming from being a gaming creator and not really being that popular mm-hmm. and getting, you know, chirped a lot and really just like, you know, everyone calling me by my intro or my outro or my YouTube name to, hey, man, I really love what you're doing on TikTok, blah, 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 blah. You know, and so it's it was different there. Um, and That's I think. Cool. Yeah. And I think if I didn't blow up right away that I think people would still be like, I still got the every now and then. the Hey, you talking about stocks or how are your stocks going? Even though I don't really talk too much about stocks, yep. I really just say yep. to invest into them. Um, and so, yeah. And then I grew that coach stone to like a hundred thousand followers in less than two months. Now the thing wow. with this was I posted 50, 60 videos. Not one of them got over a thousand views. Right. And then I posted one more after that. That one went viral when it got a million views. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting. Why didn't those past videos do well? So I reposted some of those and then those went viral. Right. And I was like, wow, I would just wasn't in front of the right audience. These right. Were just getting pushed in front of a, you know, a small initial group that really resonated with me, allowing me to broaden out. Um, and so that's when I realized that TikTok is just consistency and just yep. waiting for TikTok to place that video in front of the most optimal uh, audience. And the only two things that you could control are the amount of times that you post. So the, the cadence, how many times yep. and the video structure. If your video structure is constantly good, if if you're conveying that value and that video objective in the best way possible in order for people to consume it, yep. right. then it's just, it's just patience from there. It's a matter because of time. You're just waiting. Yeah, exactly. And I, you suggest <clears throat> three times a day, right? That's what you started with, or what you continue to do, or. Yeah, so I started with three times a day because it was a top priority for me. Yeah, there was really yeah. nothing like, and and this is and this is what people don't understand in terms of consistency and how to stay consistent is placing it top priority. Mm. I I did content before anything. Now I'm not saying not to go you know, do those things. Like I wouldn't go, I would literally be in here filming while I would hear my family out there watching Sunday night football. Yeah. Right. You know, yep. so, so that's the difference is, uh, because Monday through Friday, I was busy Saturday. I was usually hanging out with friends or, or playing hockey. Sunday was my only day to film, yep. edit, right. batch content. And I was batching 30, 40, maybe even sometimes 50 videos. Wow. And so I had to really get up, research, wow. script all that content, film all that content, and then edit all that content. That's and when I would insane. edit it, sometimes awesome. I might go out there. It is. Um, and it was literally from like nine to six, nine to seven, just all day. Um, but that was it. And so that way, maybe on a Saturday, I can go out and hang with them Damn. or something. But and this is something yeah, that ahead. I feel like most people don't see is the behind the st- scenes stuff right. that goes into creating this content. Yeah. And they don't know how many hours you're pouring into the editing and to all mm-hmm. of that stuff, which is so important and vital to what you do. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Top yeah. video. Tell us about your top video on either account or one on each. <laughs> well, so so on my Stone Fredrickson, my, those top videos performed a lot bigger because I really knew how to go viral. But I've finally understood that going viral is not the kind of end goal. And um, I was going viral. Wait, talk to me about that for a second. (laughs) Yeah, because um, I thought that you need all these followers and all these views to to really uh, build a strong community and build a large following so that way you can monetize. But the fact is, is that the number doesn't actually matter. It's the strength of the number. 
And so I grew these these this follower and this audience to to fifty thousand followers in less than two months. But they didn't really enjoy what I was saying. They mm. were just because a lot of it was, um, you know, Denzel Washington talking on stage, or it was Gary V talking on stage, and those would go viral. I mean, four or five million views, but it's not me. And the videos yep. that I wanted to create, um, often of them, you know, oftentimes wouldn't really go viral. That second video got about five hundred thousand views. Um, and you know, some videos here and there would get a couple hundred thousand views, but my million videos, uh, would be, you know, things like that. And then I realized that and I was like, okay, I need to stop creating content like this. Cause it didn't fall in line with my values and really something that I mm, wanted for that's long term. Great. Yeah. And so I was getting burnt out and I was getting trapped in this box. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to bite the bullet here and go two to three months, just creating content that I want to create regardless of the metrics. And uh, there was a solid two to three months where I didn't, it was pretty stagnant growth until my audience really understood what this, what this account was and really started picking it up. And then every now and then uh, a video would get a million, two million views, but those videos would be the the polarizing videos. Basically me shitting on teenagers and people that are going to college and people that are doing what society promotes and me saying, look, society isn't as great as, you know, you might think it is, or college isn't as great and as safe as you might think it is. Right. Um, and then, you know, for my coach Stone, the first video that ever went viral was when I said, you know, like TikTok is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, thousands of people are going viral every single day, building mm-hmm. followings. And um, I guarantee you, they don't even have half your talent, skill, things like that. Um, yeah. And so that got like, uh, you know, I would say 1.5 million views. And then I had a couple more wow. that got, um, you know, 3 million uh, here and there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was no like 10, tens of millions. But um, the good thing is with those videos, the engagement and the the like to view ratio was insane. So right. with the Stone Frederson and the Coach Stone, I'd get a million views and I'd get 200,000 likes. Right. That's awesome. A million views with with a, a you know an account, usually they're getting 80,000 likes. Yeah, I was going to say that's huge engagement. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, Stone, I love what you said about it doesn't matter how many followers you are. It, I mean, honestly... It does involve a lot about the engagement, right? That's a huge portion of it. So even if you have a ton of followers, if they're not engaging with yep. you, I'm sure that factors into algorithms and everything. Is that correct, would you say? or would 1,000%. You- I mean, in terms of the algorithm, I mean, every video is judged differently. Right. So TikTok, I mean, TikTok, you ha- if you have a good following, they're going to push it in front of your followers. Yep. But if they get a gist that your followers don't like your content anymore, they're going to stop shoving it. Yeah. Content. Yep. And so my so 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 my two hundred thousand followers and my coach Stone, I guarantee you, it's two hundred forty. But I guarantee you, at least one hundred fifty of them don't even see my content anymore. Right? Yeah. And so that's why it's it super crazy. important that when you get that engagement, you capture that attention. You know, you you get their emails, your phone numbers, because I don't own my audience. TikTok that's right. does. Yeah. Until I get their email and and phone yeah. number. But yeah, I mean, I have. I have, I know people that have uh, millions of followers, tens of millions of followers haven't, haven't earned a dime uh, in terms of digital products and services. They just do like sponsorships and they get ripped off on those even. Um, and I know people that have six, seven, 8,000 followers and make more than me. 
Wow. That's it's, really it's, cool. It's, it really is yeah. how you run your business, like any other business. Right. Once you get the audience, it's how you run it, understanding how to get those deals, having the relationships. Right. It's all of those things, too. It is, it's, it is a business. You know, it's interesting. You said the college, right? Um, I have a dear friend in your shoes. She's got a big audience. Mm-hmm. She's somebody that we know and love. And she's toying with the idea of not going to school. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm in a, in a strange age in my life. I'm not completely, you know, of the mindset of a, of, of young millennial or, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not of the mindset of a traditional person either. But I want to hear your thoughts on college because I think that's becoming more of a trend. And I say trend loosely. It's becoming yep. more of an eye opener. You know, when I was in school and in college, mm-hmm. just, you know, a few years ago, they said um, <laughs> they said that, you know, you have to go. There's There was yeah. no option. There was no thought. That was the process. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why are you breaking the mold? What made you do it? How did you make the decision? That mm-hmm. was, you know. Starting off, I would just like to go on the record and say that I think college is a good thing if you're if you're knowing what to do in life, right? And yes. if it has to do with something in the STEM or law field, yes, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Yeah, in a lot of those careers, you need a degree or some sort of uh, education. Know, right. Education to because I'm not letting you operate on my heart unless you have something. You know, right. you studied heart for eight years. Right. Sure. Um, but when it comes to you know silly degrees like entrepreneurship or business, mm. you know, or marketing, even like yeah. Those, I think a lot of education you can learn online. Yep. Right. Uh, and and so I think at that point, it just becomes another asset for the government and for companies, because those are the ones that really benefit from you getting those degrees. Yep. Because mm. you're going to get that degree and you're going to work a job for 20, 30 years before you really go up the ladder Absolutely. for most people. And so you're going into debt, you're, you're, you're spending all this money to go to college you're basically taking a four-year vacation. You're really not going to learn that much. Most people don't end up actually taking the advantages of college and network and build connections, which is something that you really need to be doing at this age. Absolutely. Um, and so that's where I kind of, because I see it all the time. People just go to college and mo- majority of people that are fortunate enough to go to college because their parents are paying for it or they save their money they'll just spend their money. And so their their parents will retire a little bit later. They'll come out of college, not knowing what to do, no ambition, no discipline, no drive. It, it Most people go end up going to college because they don't know what else to do mm. and for security. Right. People don't want to face discomfort and risk and be able to think, okay, what do I do with my life? Shoot, th- I'm on my own. Right. right. You know, and, yeah. and so- and that's why you see a lot of people tend to not grow up until they're, you know, late 20s, 30s, because they're, they finally realize, oh, shit, like, I have no one else to, to support me. I really need to go out and, and, and do something, you know, here. And I see that all the time because uh, it's different for me. Like, I've already gone, like, I've already really realized that I'm on my own, really, because I have no college. And right. so, yeah. I, but I see my friends, they're going to college and they're still taking another vacation and they like it because it's set. You know, yeah. you go to class, right. you, right. you go back, you go party, whatever it may it's be. It's structured. Mm. It's structured. They're comfortable. People uh, don't like discomfort. But I will tell um, you this, Stone, after college, okay, that moment after school, and most people have debt, most, not not yes. even, I'm telling yeah. you, most people have debt after mm-hmm. school. You look at that bill 
and you've partied all that time, <laughs> and you look at that bill and you say, what did I do with my life? Why am I $100,000 in debt? Where am I going to work? I'm only going to make forty five, fifty grand if for yeah. another five years. And then yep. you have to have a side hustle, and then you have to, you know, and that's someone who's in a good position with a good family who's got it all together. Right. If you have any well, shakiness there, mm. you're you're destroyed. You don't know how to manage your yeah. credit. You don't know how to manage any of the things that you're talking about. Forget 100%. putting $200 away. That's the last thing on your mind. Right. And you're in a cloud exactly. for a year because there's no more structure. Your parents are like, eh, you're done. We're, we're done. We right. are tapped. And so making this decision is so interesting to me. Mm. And I'm just thinking as a mom, thinking, you know what? I, I'm cool with it. If my kids say to me, look, I want to pursue this, we're going to do everything we can because mm. it's going to ultimately save me and them a lot of aggravation and money if they don't want to do it. And it's going to set them in a path that they want and they'll be four years ahead of everyone else. Right. Exactly. And if, if um, that's what they want, th- right. you know, this is all true. And you're but 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 most importantly, you're you're throwing away the most beneficial, the most important yes. time of your life yes. in yes. those four your years. Youth. To put to that two hundred dollars away is you ha- once you understand that right now as an eighteen year old that each dollar is worth twenty one dollars in future value if I were to invest it and get a return on it that is mind blowing with me not even counting for inflation correct and then also correct. to be like if I just invested the five dollar coffee that I get every day into an index fund for thirty years straight I would become a millionaire that's mind blowing yeah you know wow. so it's it's things like this. And then also, it's like Tyler's gonna um, hire you. We're ready. I was just about to say, Stone. I wish I had you back when I graduated in 2011 to tell me don't do this. Yes, I know. I mean, I yeah, went to and, school for music education, and that's I was awesome. I was confident that that's what I wanted to do with my life. Right? Like I was sure. My first year, I hated it. I was miserable. It took away yeah. all the passion for oh, music. That's for terrible me because it made it so structured and rigid. Something right. I didn't want. So I switched my major to psychology, hated that. And then I was like, what am I doing here? What what am I even doing at Mm -hmm. this point in my life? If I knew all the advice that you just gave, I would have saved one, so much time, and two, probably been better off if I had taken that advice. I wish I would have known you. See, and and you know what? I have to tell you, I did hire Stone to help me with my social, Uh and he's incredible. He's a rock star. And that's how I know him, because I loved his stuff. And he is... You're hired. He's incredible. (laughs) Um, So... You know, I feel the same. And, and when I found out how old he was, I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. It's You're light real. years, yeah. light years ahead of your time. Yeah, and you are. I think, you yeah. know, having someone like you out there in the community of the public, you know, in, in our community, in the world is so important. And mm-hmm. keep it going. You are incredible. You're an inspiration. You're smart. You're always changing. You're always like, you know, speaking of red and relevant, right? You're always staying on top of the trend and mm-hmm. analyzing. And you're so motivated. It's hard to find that. And I think... That's why this college thing will work because you're motivated on your own. And some kids aren't. They're not self-starters mm. and they need the schooling. And that's cool. But yeah, yeah. for someone like you, great decision. <clears throat> so, so impressed by you and so thankful and, and, and happy that you're sharing this with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, things that you've done, brands that you've partnered with or any way to monetize social. I know yeah. I get that question a lot in marketing. You know, um, I want to put myself out there. How do we monetize? What do we do? Um, do you have any suggestions on that? 
So in terms of monetizing, I think one mistake that a lot of people get, you know, uh, is that you monetize right away or you come in with a product, then you build the audience. And I think it's mm -hmm. the reverse because you want to build up the demand for the product first, and then you develop the product that's most optimal for that demand in order to convert the most. I would go into it and build the community first. And the only way of doing that is providing as much valuable information as you possibly can without any expectation of getting anything in return. Okay. Cause people could see through that. And if you're trying to get something on the other end, they're going to see through it. They're not going to like it. And your content is not going to be centered focus around providing them value. Mm. It's going to be, you're subconsciously going to have the notion of trying to get these people to buy whatever this product service course, whatever it may be. Um, so I think, I think just saying that again, stone, I'm sorry to stop you, but I think that's yep. so important providing right. value. You know, I, I, I think we could talk about just that one thing and what yeah. that means, what that looks like, you know, how so, you do so, it. Yeah. So here's the, another thing with providing value, uh, especially with a lot of people in my industry and just a lot of people on the internet say provide value, provide value. I think this is getting pretty redundant. And I think a lot of people just keep saying this. I think everyone uh, to an extent provides value and providing value could be anywhere between providing entertainment, motivation, inspiration, ed education, things like this, you know, providing people something to take away, filling that dopamine that they need yeah. this is why people are getting on these platforms. Yep. Um, and so that is not really the focus now. This is not how to grow anymore. Providing value. It's, it's providing value in a way that's easy for people to consume, right? Yes. That people yes. want to consume. That's hard. That's hard. Not a lot of people think that. Hard. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of it comes from clarity and perspective, clarity to know what you want to be known for, what you want to provide and who to provide it for. And then perspective of who these people are, what they need, what they want, what they're doing, what they're feeling, but most importantly, how they would like the value and in, 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 in the information that you're talking about best articulated for them to consume it. That is that's important. Amazing. That was literally that mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> where is where? Hold on, I can't take this off. I know. But that was it right there. I just want to yeah. replay that on loop, like while I'm yeah, laying. Yeah. So no, no, no. I, I know because I talk. I, I talk very fast. Yeah. I talk very fast. So it's it's not only providing value, but the way you provide value, and mm. this is how quality has also shifted from YouTube to TikTok. Quality on YouTube was. Studio, DSLR camera, microphone, same thing with Instagram. It was filters, beautiful cameras, how beautiful you look. TikTok's quality is all raw, authentic, how authentic you are and how much value you're providing and how you're providing that. Mm -hmm. Is it in a simple, short way, just giving it to people? Or is it in this long, dreadful, boring way, uh, not really entertaining? Is it or, or whatever it may be? Um you really have to have that perspective and that imaginary person that you're talking to in your video, who they are, what they need, what they're doing, what they're feeling while they're watching your video and how they would like the value that you're talking about best articulated for them to consume it. Mm, that's this is my best piece tip. Of advice. And, and this is, I'll give you a real world example for this. As I was creating my content for Stone Fredericks in my first account, and I was trying to inspire teenagers to, you know, go out make money, invest their money. I was thinking of a, a, a 17, 18 year old teenager on his gaming chair, playing video games, stressed out, doesn't know what to do with their life, scrolling through TikToks during a loading screen. I got to capture their attention. I got to relate to them. I got to mm. tell them that I was exactly where they were. Yep. Lazy, unproductive, always procrastinating. But now right. I'm on my life. I'm not, I, I now have the ability to choose whether or not I want to go to college and all these sorts of things. And then 
quickly providing them doing all of that in the span of three seconds and then quickly providing them the value that I want to provide them in the best way possible. This is what got me over the hurdle of talking about financial literacy and and, and investing, especially as a 17 year old. Um, And I, and trust me prior to, prior when I started this, uh, everyone around me, there was very, very, I don't even think there was one person actually that was telling me that uh, people would watch me because I was 17. No one, who's going to watch you when you talk about money and investing, when you don't have money, when you don't have wealth. And, 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 Hold on, and I that said, that's exactly why I think, payment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, that, and I said, that's exactly why I think they'll listen to me because I know these, this knowledge and I'm going to implement them and uh, implement them and then, and, and, and document this. And journey it. Right. And that's your what journey. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. Hey, I just got this minimum wage job. I just learned about compound interest and how it can change every single one of our lives. Now I'm going to invest instead of just putting $200 we put $800 and retire, estimated retire at 20 years. So worst case scenario, I'm retiring by 40 years old. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that's I what know. I'm doing. I know. You know what's funny? I, I learned all about it. And I remember the day I learned that day I went to the bank, I got a Roth IRA and it changed my life. Yep. I still have it. I was 19 when I did it. I remember. I remember. But if I learned at 17, I'd have even more. And like people always ask me, how are you so good? It was one lesson. It was one class, one lesson, one teacher. And that day changed my life financially. But here's the thing, Michelle. I, I had the same day and I looked up how to invest. Yep. And it's 18 years old, 18 years old. Exactly. I, hit, I got hit with a roadblock. But instead of saying, oh, I'll just wait until I was 18 years old. I knew the power of this. And I knew that this just this is one that just this one year of me putting it off could cost me thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of of wealth. And so I was like, there's gotta be another way. There's, there has to be another way. I was like, how do you invest if you're under 18? There is a way. Custodial accounts, custodial Roth IRAs. And so that's what I did. I jammed in my parents. Hey, I got to set this up. I got to set this up. And when it, when I, when I would watch stuff on the internet that I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really know about whether it become mortgages or these, you know, huge terms of 401ks, Roth IRAs, instead of trying to learn it on my own and 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 then reading all these other complex terms on Investopedia, mm-hmm. I just went up to my dad and mom and was like, hey, what is he saying in this video? Yeah. You know, what is cash flow? What is yeah. what is a 30-year fixed mortgage? I love your um, and hunger. They would dumb it down. Well, Stone, I just want to say thank you tremendously. We have to do a follow-up to this. I think we, we need a whole money conversation 100%. and we'll call it like stone money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you for coming on. You are incredible. You mm. have such strong will. We're so proud of you. And, uh, you know, we love dropping some knowledge. You know, you're incredible. I, I want you thank to you. keep going because I watch you every day. You're in, in my feet every day. And I'm so, so happy to be a part of your network. And I hope yeah. we do this for years to come. Um, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Yes. This has been an so amazing conversation. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, you have awesome. to come back. But uh, where can hours. people find you online, Stone? Stone Fredrickson on usually every platform, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or, or Coach Stone on TikTok. I have two accounts on there. And then I also have a, a Sticks and Stones podcast I've been doing. Um, that's been that's been really, really fun. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. LinkedIn, Wonderful. Instagram, TikTok, all the social media platforms. Check me out. Subscribe. Yeah. Stone's Amazing. the man. Stone, yes. give yes. it up. Yes. All right. So we'll see you soon, my friend. Yes. Thank you. Okay.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.